0: But just to describe a secure attachment, this type of attachment style means you feel comfortable with intimacy. Your emotional system doesn't get too riled up in the face of a threat, as with anxious, but doesn't get shut down either, as with avoidant. So, just some signs ability to regulate your emotions. You are easily trusting of others. You have effective communication skills. You have the ability to seek emotional support. You are comfortable being alone comfortable and close relationships. You you have the ability to self-reflect in partnerships. You are easy to connect with. You manage conflict well. You have high self-esteem. You have the ability to be emotionally available, reliable, consistent. You welcome intimacy, very little drama in your relationships. And as Chris was saying earlier, like sometimes can be perceived as kind of boring.
1: Yes. I have Alyssa Nobrega, who's a friend. She was saying that You know, if you have three people, you have the person that you have like the fireworks spark with, you have the person that you see as boring, and then you have the person that just kind of piques your interest, but like doesn't really seem exciting. She's like, you should go for that person. The person that like you're interested in, but they seem more level is the type of person that you're not trauma bonding with. You're not like trying to seek because you're trying to heal an attachment wound. And I think that's so interesting because I've only gone for sparks in my life. Yeah. But I also think it's sparks, but I'm not... I've had healthy long-term relationships. I've dated a lot of people. And so it hasn't, I don't really go for trauma bond in the way that it's super sparky, but there is something where I'm like, there has to be a yes. I think that's interesting and going to be interesting for me as I think about dating. When you say spark, do you mean drama or do you mean, like, what do you mean by spark? Yeah, there isn't drama. Right. There spark trauma. is more so like, a- no, she means, yeah, she, I guess she means spark in the way of like trauma bonding. Drama. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, mm-hmm. he doesn't like me at all, you know, but I want to make him like me. Right. Or like, he gives me a crumb mm-hmm. and I'm going to take that crumb and, and hopefully I can work or bend or contort myself enough to get more. Sure. You know, those women that are like, sure, they're just, and I think that's what
0: definitely categorized dating in my 20s in New York and LA yeah
1: I can imagine yeah, yeah for sure where it's just like
0: I was anxious I was seeking out more avoidant people who wouldn't call me to a more secure place because anxious felt pretty pretty much normal and like home and that whole dance like that tango you do yeah where you know they are available when it's convenient for them mm-hmm. They are wanting more of the physical connection, preferably late night, and not really wanting a commitment, not having to show up and do the consistent dates every single week or meet your friends or what have you. And I settled for that and was okay with that for so long because of that feeling you were describing of like. I loved at the time that feeling of, let me show them why I'm amazing. Let me be everything they've ever wanted and more. Let me be thoughtful. Let me be considerate. Let me go above and beyond in this relationship. And what ended up happening nine times out of 10 was that they experienced it from my perception that it was too much. I was overgiving and not feeling like I was being appreciated. And I just kind of felt, I felt like an asshole, to be honest. You know, I was just kind of like, I felt like I was playing a part. I was playing a part and I was also playing to an audience of no one, where I was like doing this whole rigmarole Mm -hmm. and there was no... It was not penetrating the other person in any way.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I even feel like that was like, I remember being going to college in Ohio. It was like, you were the cool, I was like the cool girlfriend if I did certain things. And it was this like trope, the cool girl trope where it's like, I'm going to be so hot and I'm going to wear a crop top and I'm going to love sports and I'm going to talk shit about other girls because girls are so freaking stupid and they're crazy and I'm yep. gonna like drink beer and I'm gonna be basically a dude, but like really hot dude.
0: Yep. And whatever, like go out with your boys. Like I'll yes. see you later. I'm chill, like, I'm cool. Yeah,
1: like the being the chill was like how you got attention and affection, but those dudes were actually like so stupid.
0: Because we were seeing a lot of women around us, or at least I was in my 20s, where like I would categorize them as quote psycho. Oh, oh yeah. They were going crazy. And I'm like, let me balance out and actually yes. stand out. Uh huh by being unfaced and just 100%. cool with whatever. They would like
1: tell me about girls they took up with. I was like that's fucking sick. <laughs> and then you did what? You're like hot. Yeah, it was like <laughs> cool. I was like gosh, lame anyways. <laughs> it's also the scarcity mindset of yeah. There's only so many guys. I have to differentiate myself from the women. I have to be different than them. Mm-hmm. I have to be better than them in some way. So I'm going to do that through these type of mechanisms. But really, I just think college was like really the place where I felt like you could really see the attachment styles Mm. because people were drunk. They were like, so you saw the anxiousness of calling 100 times, of staying with men that, you know, gave you nothing. And then men being incredibly avoidant of intimacy and having dated in my past people that have been avoidant. It is so so painful to be with, I'm like, if I had a moment i would sit here and cry about it because it's just and i wasn't even in the end as insecure i had anxious attachment obviously but i wasn't even in the end anxious i was more secure than anxious and it's still just being with someone that's avoidant is so painful mm-hmm. it's like you're just kind of searching for something And you're just thriving off of like so little and you have so little access to intimacy and you think that if you change enough or if you do as many things, if you say the right thing, if you perform in the right way, if it's only a matter of time before you are able to crack and make them not be avoidant, it's so time consuming and exhausting and takes commitment from both parties. And in the book Attached, I love what they said. If you're still in a relationship, remember that just because you can get along with anyone doesn't mean you have to. If you're unhappy after having tried every single way to make things work, chances are that you should move on. It's in your best interest to end a dysfunctional relationship rather than to get stuck forever with the wrong person just because you're secure. Mm -hmm. Which I love because I think there's so much self-responsibility that we love, that we talk about, that we believe in. But also just remembering that when you are in a relationship, and I want to do a podcast about this, you are co-creating this specific chemistry cocktail that might not be created with anyone else. And so you might have someone that you date that you're with that is like a completely different person when they're with someone else. Yes. You know, they could date someone else and be a perfect, an amazing angel that is so incredible and so all these things. And you could be an amazing angel, incredible with another person. But when you come together, there's a very specific karma that you have. There's very specific healing that you have. There's very specific codes that you're going to unlock together that sometimes is toxic. Yes. And so it's like whatever you're co-creating in the relationship might not be you, might not be them, but might be the chemistry and energy that you share amongst each other that brings specific things out. Yeah.